Thank you, Ryan, and thank you guys for, uh, for having me. I'm excited to be here. I, I will just tell you, I, um, so what I do with in the, during the day is I talk to students, and the opportunity to come back and do this again is pure excitement for me. Um, there's nothing I love more than, than teaching and then getting to spend time with young people, middle school, high school students. Um, and as much as I would love to tell you that Ryan was just a huge pain when he was in high school, I even loved hanging out with him. Um, and what I would say, we were joking about it earlier, Ryan was actually the good one among his group of friends. The other ones, I hope you never meet. Um, they were wild. And um, they're some of the greatest guys around, but they didn't always make the greatest decisions. And Ryan managed to still make a lot of good ones. Um, so I'm really excited uh, today to get to talk to you about heaven. It is probably my favorite thing to talk about. I get so fired up when I think about heaven, and one of the things that I'm most passionate about is helping young people understand that heaven is probably different from the image that you've got bouncing around in your head, and heaven is probably better than the image that you've got bouncing around in your head, and the reason why you've got an image bouncing around in your head is probably not your fault, and so what I want to do is I'm going to use this phrase. It's a pretty famous phrase from Scripture. I'm going to use this to talk about the concept of heaven and just hopefully share a couple things about you, um, about heaven to you. And what I hope will happen is that this will just be an introduction to the topic of heaven because I know that Ryan is going to continue it next week and we'll give you a whole bunch more information about what heaven really is and what it's really like and how we can sometimes get confused about that. But I want to take this phrase for a second and, and this is a little quiz on whether um, this guy over here has been teaching you good stuff or not. Um, where does this phrase come from? Okay, Matthew 6.10, the Lord's Prayer. Good job. Um, what is said immediately before this phrase? Thy will, be done. thy will be done. What is said immediately before thy will be done? It's working backwards. It's not easy. Thy kingdom come. Okay, so thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, so this is a phrase that is from the Lord's Prayer, and this is what it says. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then it goes on to say a lot of other good things. What I want to focus on is this idea that we are praying that heaven and the realities of heaven would come to earth. We want God's will to be done on earth like it's done in heaven. We want God's kingdom to be present on earth like it is in heaven. This concept that there's kind of two realities that we're living in is actually throughout scripture. So if you start way back in Genesis, you'll see that one of the first things that happened to Adam and Eve was there was the garden, and then they got kicked out of it. Okay, so they had two realities. They had the garden that they were supposed to be in, and then they had this place that they were sent outside of it. If you go all the way to the end of the Bible, to the book of Revelation, um, John wrote Revelation while exiled to an island of Patmos, away from where he was supposed to be, not where he was supposed to be with his people. If you go throughout the Old Testament, all the time, the people of God are not at home. They're exiled, and they're sojourners, and they're aliens, and they're in all these different places where they're not supposed to be. There's two realities all the time. There's kind of their home, the place where they're from, and then there's the place where they live. And you know that this is true because so many of the most famous stories that you know from the Old Testament are stories of people rising up in a foreign land and doing something great. Moses, Daniel, Joseph, Esther. These people are all rising up in foreign kingdoms because they're not at home when they're in the Old Testament. They're not at home for most of the Old Testament. 
Then you come into the New Testament and the same thing's happening. The Christians of the New Testament are in Rome and Rome is persecuting them and Rome is killing them and Rome is telling them that everything that they believe is wrong and what they're feeling like is we are people who are not at home. If you read scripture, you realize that this is actually true. Jesus confirms this on many different occasions as well as a bunch of other scripture. In John 18, 36, Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders, but my kingdom is from another place. My kingdom is not from this world, my kingdom is from another world. Hebrews says, for this world is not our permanent home, we are looking forward to a home that is yet to come. That's what it says in Hebrews 13. And then Philippians 3.20 says this, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, our Lord Jesus Christ. We are citizens of heaven. We have a home that's someplace else. Earth is not really at the core where we're from. There's two different realities, and we pray that heaven's realities would come here when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Now, here's what I think is the problem with this. What in the world does that mean? When we say that we want things in, on earth to be like they are in heaven, what do we mean? And here's where I think we get ourselves into a lot of trouble. If you do a Google image search of heaven, okay, so if you go onto Google and you type in heaven and you click images, this is what you're going to see. And I think this is one of the reasons why we sometimes have a hard time conceiving of what it might be like to be in heaven or to have heaven come to earth. This is what you see. That is a lot of clouds. That is a lot of blue. That is a man walking upstairs which I don't know about you, but that sounds kind of miserable. Like that's what people do for terrible exercise is like get on a Stairmaster and pretend. And what's worse, those stairs are not going anywhere. Just like these stairs over here. And and then, as if all of this isn't bad enough, the one in the middle just makes me like so sad. Is like, oh, you know what heaven is? It's sitting on a park bench. And if you're lucky, see, so that guy on the left, he's, it's rough for him because he's literally all alone in heaven. The people in the middle are so blessed. They've got a friend to sit with them on a park bench for eternity, okay? And and so, um, so if we say this to people, hey, um, you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that earth would be just a little bit more like heaven. And if people see this, they're like, Nope. No, no thanks. Okay, I, I don't want that. Okay? Now, here's what makes this, I think, even a little bit worse. Okay? If you were to do a Google image search of the most beautiful places on earth, okay, you would get this. Oops, it, it always goes so fast. It'll come back. Can you go back up to the, this? Here's just a few of the places that came up when I did a Google image search of beautiful places on earth. Um, colorful, stunning, beautiful places. Um, the one in the upper right-hand corner is actually in Banff in Canada, and I went there this summer. And it took my breath away standing in front of that lake and looking at the beauty of this place. So I want you to think about this for a second. If earth looks like this, and if heaven looks like the images from before, then why would I ever pray for things on earth to look more like things in heaven. Why would I ever do this? 
So here's, here's what I picture. I picture um, a citizen of earth standing up here and a citizen of heaven standing here. And you're going to have to deal with me here. I'm not much of an actor, but I'm going to play two roles. Um, and here's what I've got. So a citizen of earth is right here, and a citizen of heaven is right here. And a citizen of earth says, hey, so you're a citizen of heaven. That's awesome. Um, so what's heaven like? And the citizen of heaven says, well, um, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, I don't exactly know how I can capture it for you. And the citizen of earth says, oh, um, is it colorful? We have tons of colors on earth. We've got yellow, green, crimson, magenta, turquoise, aquamarine, burnt orange, chartreuse, fuzzy wuzzy brown, fuchsia, laser lemon. What do you guys have in heaven? And, and the citizen of heaven is like, uh, blue and white and grayish white. And then, then the citizen of earth is like, oh, well, I, I, don't, I don't want you to feel bad about that. I'm sure that you've got other cool stuff in heaven, right? Like, like mountains and rivers and giraffes and parrots and chimpanzees and sunsets and cities, right? Because we've got all that stuff on earth. I'm sure you've got all that stuff in heaven, too. And the citizen of heaven says, ah, we've got park benches <laughs> and, and, and stairs and, oh, clouds. And, and I think the citizen of earth would be like, well, We've got clouds, too. So is there a lot of stuff to do in heaven? I bet you there's a lot of stuff to do in heaven, because on earth, we, I got you. <laughs> you. You predicted everything I'm saying. I love it, man. Um, we sing and dance and laugh on earth. We, we do all kinds of great stuff on earth. What do you do in heaven? And the and citizen of heaven says, well, you know, we sit there, or we walk upstairs, um, or, or we float around on clouds. And what I, what I want you to grasp is <laughs> this image of heaven is incredibly unsatisfying and it is incredibly wrong. And I would imagine that there's none of you here who actually think that this is what heaven is like. But if we're not careful, some of that stuff can start to sink into our brain a little bit, right? Because you see these images enough and you hear about clouds enough and you, you hear about these things and it starts to make sense that maybe heaven really is just not much going on. Now, why would this ever happen? Why would we ever get a mentality where we would say, maybe heaven is just like this, okay? And you got an idea? Well, yeah, why? Yes. That is 100% what I've got to say in a couple seconds, because I, pr I promise. So he here's part of why, I think. Because if you do a Google image search of what's going on in the news this week on Earth, okay, you won't get the most beautiful places, okay? You'll get this kind of stuff. Because there's forest fires, and there's wars, and there's battles, and there's anxiety, and there's depression, and there's all kinds of difficult things going on in our world. And sometimes, when our world looks like this, what we think is, I just want to do nothing. I just want to get away. And I'll be honest with you, there are a lot of times in my life where I sometimes think, you know what I want to do? I just want to go home and get in my bed and lay there and not come back out. And if, if I could go lay on a cloud for a couple days, it feels like it might be kind of nice. And there's a lot of days where after dealing with people for a while, because you know what? People are a pain right? I think, you know what I want to not deal with for a while? I don't want to deal with people, okay? I just want to be by myself. And so sometimes we have this image of, you know what would be great if we could just wipe all this away and go to someplace else where everything is just gone and I just have a break for a while. 
Now, does that at least a little tiny bit sound appealing? Yeah. Maybe. Does it sound appealing for very long? No. Not at all. And here's where I think we come into some of the most amazing realities of what heaven is all about. You see, it would be one thing if we served a God who said to us, you know what the goal in life is? The goal in life is to be good enough to escape from this evil world and go live on some clouds. That would be one way of looking at things. But that is not the story the Bible tells when it comes to heaven. This is a quote from a man who um, I respect a lot who says some great things about heaven. This is what he says. We have been used to seeing heaven as a place separated from earth, somewhere far away, way beyond the blue, but that's not how the Bible sees it, not at all. Heaven is God's space, and earth is our space. The heavens belong to Yahweh, declares the psalmist, and the earth he has given to the human race, but the point of God's split-level good creation, heaven and earth, is not that earth is a kind of training ground for heaven, but that heaven and earth are designed to overlap and interlock. So here's the thing. The point of the Christian faith is not, I gotta get out of this place, it's so evil. Let me just leave everybody behind and all this stuff behind, and if I'm good enough, then I can go sit on the clouds and get rid of everything. The point is not, all I wanna do is escape from here. The point is that God's home and our home are meant to come together as one. And if you look throughout all of Scripture, what you see is this. We don't have a God who stands in heaven and says, when you're good enough, you can come hang out with me. Get your act cleaned up, get your stuff together, behave the right way, do the right things, and then you can come and hang out with me. And you'll leave behind all the good stuff of earth and you can come here and sit on the clouds with me. We have a God who says, I'm coming to you. We serve a God who says, I am going to become human and I'm going to enter into earth. I'm not going to erase earth. Here's here's the word. I'm going to redeem it. I'm not just going to die and cancel all the bad stuff. I'm going to rise again so that you can experience all the good stuff. So heaven is a place where God's realities come into our reality. Now what are God's realities all about? Well, it's not just images. It's ideas. And it's virtues. And it's stuff that's much deeper than just what we can see. Here are some of the things that you'll find in God's reality. If you can go, uh, I think it's two slides forward because this isn't going for me. Grace, justice, peace, compassion, beauty, truth, and so much more. Here's what I want you to imagine. What if all the beauty of earth, the Grand Canyon, strawberries, singing, sunsets, mountains, dancing, food, all of that were filled with grace and truth and beauty and love and all of the things of God. When we pray that we want things on earth to look like they do in heaven, we are not praying that we would all escape and sit on the clouds. We're praying that God's presence would so 
infiltrate our area, that it would look more like heaven in the sense that it would be just and beautiful and true. So, what does this mean? What does this mean we're looking to do? What does this mean we think about in our lives? Um, lo- oh, I did want to do one more big one. Just love's a big one. <laughs> so whatever we go, whatever we do on this earth, there's tons of beauty, but I just want you to imagine everything we do on this earth being filled entirely with love because God is love and where his presence is, there is love. And so I want to um, kind of finish by saying this, and, and it's not a quick finish, it's a so what kind of finish. So what? What do I hope you'll walk away with from here? Um, There's really two things. One, Scripture tells us in Revelation that the way that this whole thing ends, okay, when the new heavens and the new earth come, is that the new heavens and the new earth are where heaven and earth are together. And it says it this way. It says, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Get excited about this. I want you to picture what it would be like to live in all the beauty of earth, but redeemed by the presence of God, because he comes and redeems it all. That ought to make us excited. And being a citizen of heaven means that we are citizens of that reality. But secondly, the question is, what do we do now? So the prayer is this. The prayer is that things would happen on earth as they are in heaven. That we would be people who bring grace and truth and justice to earth just the way those things exist in heaven. Because wherever God is, it's filled with love and beauty and compassion and all those things. So we want to bring those things to where we are. But if you're like me, If I tell you, bring grace to earth, that might sound a little bit daunting. So here's my challenge. Bring grace to Georgia. That might be a little bit too big too. Bring grace to Rome. If that's too big, bring grace to this church. If that's too much, what's your address? Here's what I said at the end of this. I said, I better bring grace to 3635 Spalding Terrace. That's my house. Bring justice to the little area around here. Bring peace to your home. Bring hope to your science class. Bring love to your basketball team. I want things at my basketball team to look like they do in heaven. I want things in this church to look like they do in heaven. And that doesn't mean floating around and escaping all the bad. It means bringing the good into this reality so that things here look just a a little bit more like they do in heaven. Let me pray for us. Um, Father, I am uh, blown away by the fact that you come to us that you bring your grace and peace and truth and hope and love and justice and mercy into our reality. That you don't stand far off and say, you gotta work your way to me, but that you come in the form of your son and bring salvation to us. And I pray that we would see the new heavens and the new earth as a place where your home and our home get to be back together. 
that we get to live with you and in your presence and that that changes everything. It eliminates all the bad, but it also allows us to retain so much of the good. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Let's give it up for Coach one more time. All right. So, Mr. Listen, first of all, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple questions that I yep. thought of just kind of while we were out here. Um, and Coach will be here afterwards if you guys want to sit and chat for a little bit. Um, or stand and chat. Either one. Whatever appeals to you guys. Um, so, first question, Coach. So, this... this um, this view of heaven that's more about ideas than images, that's more about impact rather than just like receiving heaven, if that makes sense. Um, what are some ways, like, like maybe if, if someone here is, is like, wow, I've never heard it like that before, that's really interesting to me. What's a place that they can go maybe to learn a little bit more about heaven mm-hmm. in the correct way? Is there a Bible yeah. passage? Is there, yeah. do you put N.T. right on a middle schooler? What, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, probably not. But um, so I would say what, what I hope that you hear is, um, Heaven is about where God is. It's about who God is more than it's about where we go. And so if you can understand the character of God, what we're saying is the dwelling place of God, we want that to be here. We want his presence to be here. And so um, the book that changed my life in this regard is just called Heaven. Um, it's written by Randy Alcorn, and um, it's pretty fat and it's pretty good, but if you want to pick it up, I would say there's a couple things that are helpful. One, there's a tiny little like pamphlet version of it that's just called Heaven, and it gives you kind of a, a quick overview. But also, the book is written with a bunch of chapters, with a bunch of stuff, but then at the back, it has like the biggest questions about Heaven. And um, it'll be things like, you know, do we have bodies in Heaven? And he'll, he'll just kind of go off for a chapter on why he believes that we do have real resurrected bodies, that it's a physical place where we go and that we are physical, tangible people. And you can read it. Um, he'll, he'll deal with questions, do you, do you recognize people in heaven? And he's got this great chapter about what it's like to meet someone in heaven and do you know them? And so I won't get into all of that. It's really cool. But it's one man's opinion, um, but it's very rooted in scripture. And so you don't necessarily have to agree with everything that he says, but he does a really good job of making sure that he's using scripture to his, um, inform his imagination about heaven. So that was the one I'd recommend. No, that's good. Um, that book, Heaven by Randy Alcorn, is actually in my office. If you want to come take a look at it, um, it's also like, it's how how much, Lauren? It's two dollars on a Amazon. Deal. Okay, that's a two, deal. Tell mom and hey, Christmas is coming around, right? Mm-hmm. If you tell your parents that you want a book on heaven, they will weep on the spot. Okay, <laughs> they'll be like, "Wow, they'll get it for Ryan you." Ryan is really impacting my. So do me if, if if all of you guys could actually do that. Um, and and when Coach Listen says that it's it's split into chapters, each chapter is like, I mean, most of them are like what a page max. Yeah, it's a page it's and a half. few. I mean, it's just and, a few pages. and he answers everything. Will there be sports? What about pets? What about that? I mean, everything. The, and there's a table of contents, obviously, so you can find the questions that interest you. It's a great place. And I, and I wondered, too, I would imagine heaven is one of those that a lot of your friends at school maybe have some questions about. Um, so, again, this is a great resource, Heaven by Randy Alcorn. And I would imagine that Randy has given some talks on heaven that might be on YouTube as well. Alcorn is A-L-C-O-R-N. So, anyway, Heaven by Randy Alcorn. All right, question number two. How You, know, you, you kind of suggested at the end. Maybe if you can, one concrete example in each. How can we bring heaven into our homes? And mm-hmm. how can we make this place, like PV and students, how can we make this place look more like heaven? And obviously there are tons of ways, but yeah. w- maybe one, one in each. Yeah, so I, I think there, there's a reason why I tried to throw some words and some ideas out there. Because um, we know that God is a God of love. 
And we know that he's a God of grace and mercy and compassion, and he's a God of beauty and a lot of, a lot of other great things. And so what I would say is, I, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound very unspiritual, um, but I think one of the things is at your school, um, do things that are beautiful. Paint, write, play music, sing. Um, those things are not like against the heart of God. I think he loves things that are beautiful. Um, and a lot of this stuff is about nature. If you get a chance, go outside and appreciate the beauty of the things around you that God has created. So God creates beautiful things. We also can create beautiful things. And when we make our spaces beautiful with music and art and, and words, then it really does start to feel a little bit more like heaven because God loves beauty, okay? That one's a little bit less spiritual sounding. The other ones are ones that you've got to really like fight for. Um, if you see injustice, if you see something that's unfair, our tendency a lot of times is to be like, well, I, I can't really do anything about that. But God is a God of justice, and if we're going to have he- earth look a little bit more like heaven, we have to be people who are willing to fight for justice. Um, if God is a God of grace, then we have to actively look, how can I be more gracious towards the people around me? At home, that's the one that I think about the most. If, if my, you know, my, my mom, my brother, my sister, if my mom asks me to do something and I'm a little frustrated, what does it look like to bring just a little bit of grace to my home and in that way make my home look just a little bit more like heaven? Okay, um, and that's, uh, that's not easy, um, but that's, I think, what this calling is, is don't make it so big. Okay, your job, okay, as a middle school or high school student here in Rome is not to change the world tomorrow, but maybe tomorrow you can change your home just a little, mm-hmm. and then the next day a little bit more by being more gracious or peaceful or hopeful. That's just, I have literally nothing to add to that. That is exactly right. Um, awesome. Okay, here is our third and, and final question that I have at least. Um, how can we, all right, so um, how can we lovingly help other people see this, um, I would call this the correct view of heaven, mm-hmm. right? But I don't, but as soon as I say that, it almost sounds like this superior, I get it, you don't mm-hmm. view of heaven. How, and, and you may have just answered it, what is a way that I can lovingly help my neighbor, help my friend at school understand that heaven isn't so much about the images and Mm -hmm. the ethereal and the, you know what I mean? How can I lovingly teach this to other people? Or, 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 you know, fill Um, it in. Well, I I thought about asking you guys a question at the beginning. If I had said to you, um, rate how we're doing on earth, zero to ten. I'd be curious what you guys would answer. Um, You don't need to answer right now. But my guess would be, that not a whole lot of you would say, we're a 10. Like, earth is, earth is crushing it right now, right? But I would wager that a lot of you would also not say zero because we also know that there's a ton of good out there, right? And so I like to talk to people and be like, look, this is the world of, I know I use some of these, this is the world of sunsets and strawberries. It's the world of flamingos and Grand Canyons, Okay. It's also the world of, of violence and racism and hatred and anxiety, right? So here it is. What if I told you that redemption means that Jesus shows up and his presence destroys the evil and redeems the good? 
that's the kind of heaven, that it's, it's not that it's right or wrong, it's that one, those images, doesn't appeal to anybody, and the other does. And so if you say to somebody, what if I told you you could keep the Grand Canyon but get rid of the anxiety? I think they're like, yeah, I, I want that. What if I told you you could keep the joy of relationships but lose the jealousy that we have? I think people would be like, yeah, I want that. And so the image of heaven is one that says, the good was made by God and declared to be good in creation. It just needs to be redeemed, not thrown out so that we all just live in a gray, monotonous existence. And I think people, I think people want that. And then you say, you wanna, you wanna live there with me forever? <laughs> then you gotta do some, some dealing with Jesus. Well, and I think, yeah. I think you hit it exactly right. Like, look at how, look at how the gospel is kind of woven through all of that. You see what I mean? How, this, how looking at heaven like this is a way that you can, if this is the right way to say this, how you can be Jesus to other people, how you can make this place look more like Jesus has been here and is here, um, and how that appeals to people. Um, saying that Christianity is stop doing this and start doing this while maybe in part true, is not nearly as appealing as, as something beautiful like that. Um, so this was awesome. This was so helpful. Coach, thank you so much. Um, let me pray for us, and then uh, Landon and Brindley, if you guys could come up and do announcements, that would be awesome. You guys can come on ahead up. Um, Father, we thank you so much for the chance just to take a, a closer look at heaven tonight and, and what you have in store for us, but help us to remember that it's not just a future reality. Uh, this is what is happening now. Um, this is something that we can be a part of as soon as we get out of our chairs. Um, I pray, Lord, that we would all be people who could be, who could be more gracious uh, in our families and in our homes, who could be more patient and, and, and run after justice in our schools. Uh, I pray that we would be a people characterized by a love for you who would just become obsessed with bringing heaven to earth. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said. Mm -hmm.